What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast, presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at ImmaculateSports. Instagram at ImmaculateSports. YouTube, TikTok, ImmaculateSports. Hell yeah. 27. Here with Brett and Kyle. 27 rings. That's New York true. Yankees. That's all I gotta say. That's true. Who's your favorite Yankee of all time? Oh. So fun. Favorite Yankee? Mm-hmm. I know. I don't like many Yankees either, but... Jorge Posada. I don't think Scott's going to like someone, but I'm going A-Rod. Ah. A-Rod? I actually like the answer. Ah. Ah. Okay, I'm going to go with Mantle if we're talking if I was alive to watch them. You saw Mantle, right? He's like 100 years old. Mantle's great MLB show. My second answer would probably be Mariano Rivera. Probably. I mean, not probably. The greatest reliever of all time. He was amazing to watch. Marco Scudero, one of my favorite moments ever. Marco Scooter, if you're an Ace fan, you remember the walk-off home run off the foul pole. Left field line. Wow. That Legendary. Was, that was iconic. Well, <laughs> today we're going to start it off with a little free agency breakdown. After that, we're going to go through March Madness, give our final four picks, some sleepers. So stick around. No trivia today, though. Yeah, no unfortunately. But it's the time of the year. Probably the most exciting sports time of the year. We got free agency, March Madness, as Skyler said. Uh, MLB is starting back up. Basketball's in full swing. Mm-hmm. Hockey's in full swing. And nobody gives a fuck about soccer, so we're not talking about that. No. And Alex isn't here. Sean isn't here today. We just got Brett with me and Skyler, so. Yeah. We're a little short, but we got, I, don't, I was going to say, three plenty musketeers. Plenty to talk about still. Yeah. But we're not the three musketeers. We're just three dudes. <laughs> I think. I think uh, Skyler's a dude. Yes. I can't confirm. <laughs> okay. Let's get into our openers. So first off, Skyler put me as Lyle Overbay. My name's Kyle. Uh, I'm doing the Buddy Reed catch on Saturday. Who's Buddy Reed, Kyle? Buddy Reed's uh, an A's minor leaguer who's uh, big and athletic, and he made a catch where he robbed a home run, climbed yes, up over the wall, and uh, got quite a bit. Quite over the wall too to make yeah. the catch. Keep too. an eye on him, Ace fans. He might start off in AAA, but we probably see him for a little bit. Maybe he's in like 190. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. but he, he <laughs> you know, unfortunately, I don't think it, too many people at home will know this name. But Keon Broxton is a guy he reminds me of. A lot of pop, really good in the field. Fast uh, outfielder from no, I Milwaukee. Right? Yeah, he does. He's he taking it on base very often. Exactly, but his catch is my opener. For me, I'm going to stay in the Bay Area, but go to football. Jason Brett signed back with 49ers on a one-year deal. I'll get into it more later, but that was my favorite thing of the week. All right. I'm going to go with Jordan Hicks, reliever from the Cardinals, has set the MLB record for fastest pitch in the past. He had a 22 pitch at bat against, who was it? Luis Guillorme. Guillorme. And uh, that was pretty awesome. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, so you'll find Instagram. it on Twitter. MLB's Instagram, John Boy broke it down for us. Sure, it's on uh, YouTube as well. Yeah, it's just... It, it, it resulted in a walk, correct? It did. Yes, it, it did. did. But it, it's great to see Jordan Hicks back because he's got so much firepower and he's been out for two years. Yeah, and so. Luis Guillorme. What, what a special <laughs> talent. They yeah. should have seen oh, that yeah. dude. He was smiling after every pitch. He's like... Yeah. You can't see it, but... He's choked up. Yeah. Yeah. No Alex here today, so I will be doing the dub support. Oh, yeah. Uh, this week... Last week, sorry, they went uh, one and two while we've been away. Lost to the Clippers big, but came back after that one. Took down the Jazz. Jordan Poole has been up. Playing pretty Shout well. Out Alex. 
I feel yeah. like we, we we would have known Alex's opener if he was here. It would have been, been Jordan Poole. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. Draymond's been doing his thing without the points, but still playing great defense. Steph putting up 30 a night. But then last night, they got shrekt by the Lakers. That's pretty right. good. Pretty good shrek. And uh, one pretty funny moment from that one was Kyle Kuzma airballing to the left. And short. Technical free throw. And yeah. short. Yes. And uh, Warriors bench was having a field day. On yeah, the floor. But, yeah, uh, coming up. Rockets, Grizzlies twice, and the Sixers. Hoping to go even there. Eases up quite a bit. Probably should go three and one. Even though doubleheaders, in, or not doubleheader, but back-to-back games yeah. in Memphis, those teams, or Grizzlies are nowhere near the caliber of the Lakers, Jazz, or the Clippers. and Going to have some wins here because they are 20 and 20, I think, in nine seed right now. So, going to yeah. need some wins. But we're going to the A's report now. And uh, really isn't too much to talk about. Spring training is spring training. It's who really cares about the stats that's going on there except for Skyler. Uh, but Trevor Rosenthal uh, is starting to come back a little bit. Sean Murphy is slated to catch tomorrow. Good. Uh, I think Loriano had some soreness today in his leg or something like that. But I don't know. They're probably going to take it slow with him. Just Pops coming back next week. Yeah, that's, that's true. He's slated to throw like three innings or something yeah. like that. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Lazardo pitched good on Saturday. Did not pitch good today. Uh, besides that, I really can't think of anything yeah, else. Yeah, so. Lazardo's just got to get a slider, um, not hanging, and, and he's he'll be fine. Out. He's throwing an Ephus curve. He is. That is something that we we saw at sixty-five okay. miles an little, hour, and then followed up with ninety-seven. Little Kershaw action on the curveball. Yeah, All or right. you could say uh, just an Ephus pitch. Yeah, or Chris Bassett curve. How about that? Cranky curve. It's true. Granky doesn't like yeah. say that. He throws everything like under 70 miles per hour at this point in his career. Yeah, but he does spot up. If you tell that dude to hit, I don't know, fly flying in the air, he'd probably hit it. So, yeah. There's that. But let's get into free agency now. That's probably what people are here to listen to, or March Madness, or yeah. it's just our parents. So, hi, mom. Hi, dad. Hello. Uh, but free agency breakdown we have a couple different things. We're not going to go into every single signing. There's been a lot. There has been a lot, but we're going to give our favorite signing, most underrated signing, biggest overpay, biggest W as a team, and biggest L as a team. So first off, our favorite signing, Skyler. Mine's going to be a a little two-parter here for my Jets. Started off with the 1A. It's got to be Carl Lawson. Three years, $45 for the edge rusher from the Bengals. You know, on paper, he doesn't get a lot of sacks, but dude led the league in quarterback hits last year. Since he's been drafted, he's third in hurries, too, behind Donald and T.J. Watt. I didn't know that. I found this out last night. So, really hype about that one. We haven't had a good defensive end in 15 years. Also, we got Corey Davis, three years, $35 million. Only 20 is guaranteed. So, it's looking like a team option after two years. That's good. Also, first time we've had a physical receiver in a long time. And I know Brett and I were talking about this last night. Doesn't seem like a good fit in the West Coast offense, but he's a great run blocker. It's good to have yeah. Of course. Uh, for me, I think we were all. I think we all were going to have some bias towards our team with of our course. favorite signing. Yeah. Mine, as I mentioned earlier, is Jason Brett. Pretty good contract for both sides, considering where Jason Brett has been. Niners only owe him, I believe, four point five guaranteed money for a guy who played every game last year at what you could argue was a Pro Bowl level. Not a lot of money guaranteed. There are incentives that can make the deal. I believe. 6.5 and it's a one-year contract so next year when the cap gets bombed he's going to have the option if he plays good again yeah. to go get a multi-year deal get a bag 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's betting on himself. Good deal for Niners. Good deal for Brett. Like both sides. Yeah, Brett was saying uh, we're gonna go biased for our own teams. Uh, mine is a chief signing, so it's the exact opposite of that. Joe Thune got five years, eighty million from the Chiefs to be a guard for them. I know. I did not like that one. I know. Scott was saying that he's his number one guy that he wanted in free agency. I think last week or maybe the week before. Yeah. But uh, Thune goes to Kansas City, a team that kind of struggled with their, their offensive line, as we saw in the Super Bowl. Mahomes had about a negative time to throw every single play. So Thune there, one of the top guards in the league, uh, definitely a top guard in the class of free agency. So yes. that's a big signing for them. Now going on to the most underrated signing, maybe a signing that wasn't a headline, yeah. but something that might help a team become a playoff team or – Better. I don't know. Well, mine, it's going to be another two-parter here. First part is going to be Taysom Hill, four years, $140 million. Okay, it looks horrible, but this, in reality, is a $20 million contract that freed up space to sign Jameis Winston back. And I think that's a great move because having just Taysom Hill on this roster with no money is not good. So they got it done. Part two is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, one year, $10 million to Washington. I feel like this is a perfect situation for a Trey Lance to come in and start after six weeks after learning from Pitsy. I know last year things got a little heated with Tua. Sad. But I'd say sad. Sad. Way to say it. Yeah. yeah. So but, you know, he, I think he understands that's his role now, being forty years old. Mm-hmm. But it, it's always been his role. Yeah, I love the Fitzpatrick signing as well. My personal favorite signing was the Chargers, Corey Lindsley. Uh, I'm not sure the exact money numbers. I don't think it was, it was, it was five like five for six, right? Five for sixty-two. I think five. that's considering what Dooney got for relatively the same amount of years. I think it's a good money number as well for the Chargers. Chargers had arguably one of the worst offensive lines last year. They have a young stud quarterback, Justin Herbert. It's smart to build in front of them. Get a good O line, and they get a top three center in the league. The interesting thing about this one is, I was looking up the numbers. He. Wasn't as good in the uh, pass blocking wins, but a great run blocker. I, I, I think it's still an upgrade, even in the yeah, pass blocking no, game I, from what I, they I, had. Sure. And Pouncey retiring, too, is, is tough. I think any help the Chargers get on that O-line this year, whether it be the draft or through the free agency, I think that's a win. They're going to be fighting so, with the Jets for another guard. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. After cutting Trey Turner as well, that's another yeah. thing that happened last week for the Chargers. I'm staying in the AFC West, and it's not the Raiders. It's the Broncos signing Ronald Darby for three years, I think $30 million. A reasonable contract for not one of the best corners in the NFL, yeah. but a solid corner. Uh, somebody who's going to be a good number two, perhaps a number one for yeah, especially with Denver Jackson leaving. Yeah, and uh, Denver's always been a team who has, has had a solid defense. They kept Justin Simmons. I think they gave him the tag, and I think uh, Von Miller's coming back as well. I'm Chubb. right now. No, I thought they. Scary. I thought they signed him. Who? Von Miller. I think they signed him back. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I, I haven't heard no, I think they did, but I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, Chubb, obviously there. Uh, Shelby Harris, they signed him back, but Ronald Darby, it's gonna be a move that I'm not gonna like as a Raider fan, but as an underrated signing, I think that's one of the biggest ones. I also like what the uh, the the Bills just signed Emmanuel Sanders. They um, wanted him. I think Emmanuel Sanders is one of the most underappreciated receivers in the league. Didn't have a huge year last year for the Saints, a guy I was hoping the Niners would look at bringing him back. But pairing him with Diggs and Cole Beasley, that's a pretty good three-headed monster. And guys like Gabriel Davis as well. Yeah, no John Brown, though, for that team now. After they 
they cut them. Uh, now we're going to the biggest overpay, somebody that just got too much cash. Yeah, I'm going to go with Matt Judon with the Patriots. Edge rusher, four years, $65 million. I like Judon. I like him a lot. But this is just too much. It's too much money. I wouldn't have given him $65 million. Um, but like on a on a defensive line like Baltimore last year, where he wasn't getting all the attention, he just didn't. He wasn't productive enough. I don't like it. Oh, so you're a Jets fan for the Patriots? I'm looking at this like I would have liked Judon, and if we gave him this contract, I would have been pissed. It's fair. It's, it, too much money. I'm trying not to not to be biased. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I think you could have <laughs> yeah. gone like. The Niners went on and got a Samson Ibuka. I'm not Ibukam. sure. Ibukam. I'm not. It's not sure how to pronounce the last name. Going to have to learn. But they got him for two years, like twelve million guaranteed. Yeah. For and I, I looked at his, you know, his his stats, his pressure numbers, all that. You can get a cheaper guy on the market. Like the Jets ended up getting with Lawson mm-hmm. for he, three four five. He's going to produce, but it doesn't have the name. He's not going to get that type of money. So I agree. Judon's a bit of an overpay. I think he's a very good player. But for me, it, it sticks with the Patriots. The Patriots paid two tight ends. Yeah. Both, I believe, now the third and fourth highest paid tight ends in Same the history money. of the league. Same money. Same money. Um, I believe uh, Johnny Smith got one more year than Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smith's contract is 50 mil, I believe, something. And uh, Henry's is 37. I'm, I'm not sure the exact numbers. Pretty, pretty close. But paying two tight ends that amount of money, it just doesn't make sense. It's not Gronk and Hernandez. It's not. It's, it's not. It, I mean, if you're paying, you know, Kittle, Kelsey, Andrews, Waller, like those guys, money like that, then yeah. But for have either of those guys ever got over a thousand yards receiving? No, but Hunter Henry probably could have if he wasn't hurt. And but the, yeah. Hunter Henry's been hurt. Pretty much every year since I like as far as I can remember. So my theory, guys. Oh, go ahead. I I think you were gonna say Belichick has something up to say. I I don't. I always believe in Belichick. I think there's something up his sleeve, but right now I'm just not seeing it. For me, that was the biggest over, as well as Tyrod Taylor, who got I believe 12.5 to go to Houston. Fuck yeah, Tyrod. (laughs) But good good for him. But my Patriots theory is this is Bill's last run, and that's why he's just going all in. Right now. Yeah, Bill's part of the Illuminati. I think it's pretty obvious to see. <laughs> if this three-year run doesn't pan out, he'll retire. Yeah, and Kanye West. Well, it's not going over. to work out with Cam Newton at quarterback. <laughs> they they got to address that if they want any chance of making a run. Which scares Andrews. me that they're going to go trade up for Justin Fields or something. <laughs> All right. My biggest overpay, I think, yeah. is uh, somebody who I kind of wanted as a Raider fan, but after signing Yannick Ngakwe for less and uh, – how much money I saw this guy got? Bud Dupree, five years, $82 million from the Titans. I think Bud Dupree's a very solid player, but for five years, $82 million, that's just a contract that seems like it's not going to work out too well unless Bud Dupree continues to develop. Uh, we saw Bud Dupree actually kind of break out last year before he tore his ACL, so we'll see how that goes, but he's my biggest overpay. Now we're going on to the team categories. With the biggest W, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily the team who signed the most people, but the team who got the biggest bang out of their buck. Yeah, this may be a surprise to you guys, but I'm still going to go with the Patriots. What? Just because I feel like these moves, even though I don't like Judon contract at all, this surpasses Miami. It does. They haven't done much yet. They could go pick up Galladay and... 
and Richard Sherman and surprise us all. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're in play for a nine-win season, which could be enough to get them to the playoffs. If they get the same Cam Newton they did last year, there is no way any team with that quarterback could win nine games. I, I think they have to upgrade from that position if they want a solid chance. I also think Tua needs to be better. But right now, I don't put them ahead of Miami. I think Miami is a little deeper all around. I like what the Patriots are doing. You know, they got Nelson Aguilar, deep threat. Kendrick Bourne, who's a great third down, red zone threat receiver. Obviously got two security blankets at tight end, improved their defense with Judon. I believe they made one couple other signings, but don't need to get into that. But for me, the biggest W was a team that hasn't really gone out and signed anyone new, but retained everyone that they already had. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, reigning Super Bowl champs. Pretty much everyone, every big name that they had that was a free agent has come back wrong. Godwin is a guy who hasn't yet. Though. Yeah, but they got Rojo, who I actually believe is better than Fournette, so I wouldn't be too worried about that. And a running back is always a position you can get through the draft. Late rounds too. Yeah, Shaquille Barrett coming back, Levante David. Literally every name that like had a huge impact on that team last year is coming back. They've lost no one. They're looking to run it back. Yeah, I'm since Alex isn't here. Let's run it back, boys. It back. Tom Brady for eight. And uh, Tom Brady also signed an extension. That's another yeah. thing we saw, yeah. which is kind of frightening because he's going to be 45 years old once that contract is up. And, and I'm assuming he's 50. Once he gets that, going to make him stop eventually, I think. Really? His wife makes more money than him. I don't yeah. think she cares. I think she cares about his health, though. Yeah, but I mean, he looked. He's never been like a dude who's going to like outrun you. He'd, as long as he's protected in that pocket and his arm hasn't fallen off his body, he's going to be effective. Hey, maybe he lives by the Kirk Cousins standards. If I die, I die. Wow. But I'm going to the biggest Team W with a team that only made one signing, but it's a big signing. We talked about it earlier. It's Corey Lindsley and the Chargers. I think that is probably the biggest signing. Uh, I said my favorite signing was Thune because I kind of wanted to hide this until then. But Lindsay to the Chargers is a big deal. Uh, they need some more line. Obviously, they haven't completed that job yet. They want to trade for Orlando Brown. Maybe that, that could be something that they could do or sign the tackle slash guard, whatever they might mm. want to do. But getting Lindsay, I think, is very big for Justin Herbert's future as well, not just Chargers' future. I think it's going to be something great for them and should be a good move. And uh, hopefully... We, the Raiders, do something else because I've talked about the Broncos, I've talked about the Chargers, and I've mm-hmm. talked about the Chiefs. Now we're going to our biggest L as a team, team that hasn't done as much as you want or overpaid some guys. I think there's a clear loser this year. That's the Titans. I'm just going to go down the list of players they lost yesterday. Johnny Smith, Corey Davis, Jadavian Clowney, Jayon Brown, Dennis Kelly, Adoree Jackson, Malcolm Butler, Daquan Jones, Kenny Vaccaro, Desmond King. And they signed Dupree to a terrible contract. Uh, Desmond, King secondary. Yeah. Desmond King hasn't signed anywhere yet, has he? Uh, no, but he, you know, and for opted out. Well, like, he could still come back, but yeah. as of right now, he's, he's not good. a tight. As of right now, yeah. he has left, yes. Yes. Uh, are, are you good? Yeah. All right, for me, I'm going to go with the Colts. The Colts came into the offseason, I believe, having the second most cap room behind only the Patriots, who have been very willing to spend money. Meanwhile, the Colts... Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember them making a move yet. Uh, at least a big uh, move. Colts? No. Yeah. They, they, they lost for set. They it. signed like uh, the Nico Autry. Yeah, so the, Col- the Colts haven't done anything with the money. The Colts are, in my opinion, a couple pieces away from being Super Bowl contenders. Like legit Super Bowl contenders out of the AFC. That includes a quarterback, though. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Carson. I think Carson Wentz is going to bounce back. I'm not a Carson Wentz fan, but I think he's going to be better this year. I think that should be a lock to win that division. Um, the only rumor I've heard out of Indianapolis is Trent Williams. They've been making a big push for Trent Williams, as well as the Niners, and I know the Bears have shown interest. Uh, Niners have a four-year, $80 million contract offer. Up to Trent Williams, he's waiting for it to go over $20 million per year average salary before he signs anywhere. If I'm the Colts, if if I want to get a W out of this offseason, I'm breaking the bank for Trent Williams. You get a top-left tackle in the league to pair with Quentin Nelson. The left side of that line is ridiculous. And they got some other guys like Kelly. Kelly's yeah, they, they, I mean, they already have a solid offense line, but if you go out and get Trent Williams, it, it's ridiculous. When you're good, yeah. you back. And honorable mention, Raiders. They lost Rodney Hudson. They lost Trent Brown. Yeah. Uh, that's tough. Okay. Biggest team said I wanted to talk about the Raiders. I am going to talk about the Raiders. I personally, Trent Brown, I'm all fucking for that. I think that he's is a cancer to the team. Uh, just kind of being a bitch, low key. Uh, uh, he can go suck Belichick's dick. I think, I think what they've lost, especially Rodney Hudson, who I think was a leader on that offense as well. It's that's a that's a that's a couple of really good players to lose. And I like Nelson Aguilar. So. Yeah, uh, I think this is something that could like obviously flip if they do well in the draft, do well in signings. Yeah. Uh, one of the big things I feel like is a uh, Kenny Galladay. <clears throat> come please come to the fucking Raiders. And then uh, Casey Hayward as well is another guy that they can go out and grab on the defensive side of the ball. Skyler's giving me a look because I think he wants Casey Hayward to be in the, the green. And I think we all want Casey white. Hayward. I wouldn't mind Casey Hayward. I don't think we can afford him. I'd like Richard Sherman as well. I would too. I feel like he wants to win now. None of us can provide that. The He's been still talking with the Niners from what I've heard, but I don't think he's willing to take that discount that we need him. Yeah. That we need him to take. And I think we'd probably look at turning him into a safety at this point in his career in the corners we have. So. Wow. Um, I could see him as a safety on it with how smart he is and, you know, ball skills. Because yeah. he doesn't he doesn't have the same speed he used to, so I think it would make sense. I could see him also playing tight end. You know, that would make a lot of sense for the Jets because they have some... no tight ends. He might be their best okay, we got... He might be their best receiver, former yeah. receiver at Stanford. Chris Herndon in the West Coast offense. Just watch. Does nothing. He does nothing. Just watch. How, how, how much money would you be willing to over under six hundred fifty yards for Chris Herndon? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good number. I'm I'm gonna, I'm big number. That's a fair number. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under, but over three touchdowns. Hey, what uh, about? I hope he gets over three touchdowns. Do you think well, tight end? Yeah. Next year, right? Okay. Yes or no? Will Darren Waller double Chris Herndon's yardage next year? Yeah. <laughs> I think I that. Kittle or Waller doubles Chris Herman's. Yeah, yeah they're gonna run some And I think Waller probably doubles his touchdowns. Yeah. So that's gonna do it with our free agency breakdown. Let's go into March Madness. I know Skyler's pumped for this one. I don't think Brett's pumped for this one because he doesn't know too much about college basketball. So I think we might get a little mute Brett here. Uh, he, I don't know if he's going to say much. Uh, I'll contribute where I can. Yeah, me and Skyler will be taking over for this part. Yes, sir. Take it away, Skyler. All right, so first off, we got to talk about the Thursday play-in games just for a little bit. I know I know it sounds childish, but hey, once you win one game, you can get hot, catch fire, win a couple more, go to the Sweet 16. 
And I'm trying to pull that up right now. It's taking forever to load. I know one is Wichita State versus Drake. Yes, Wichita State versus Drake. I like Wichita on this one. Just keep it simple. I don't know much about Drake. Certified lover boy. Oh, that's a different. He, he's had a couple of good songs over his musical career. I, I think they, I think Drake should be the favorite. Okay. I think Drake is like twenty-two and four though, actually. So I don't know what conference they're playing in, and if they're playing Cleveland fucking State or some yeah, shit right. like that. But calm down. What? Let's talk about the uh, sixteen seed games. Not much going on. Texas Southern against Mount St. Mary's. Oh, yes. I like Mount St. Mary's in this one, boy. Uh, uh, Drake is in the Missouri Valley Conference. Ooh. Missouri Valley? Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's a good conference. Wow. It is a good conference. You know, they could be a Power 6 school. If they had another <laughs> it is a D1 school, though, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Another 16 seed game. We got App State against Norfolk State. Hey, App State's in uh, the FBS. I'm going to roll with them. So that's about it. Uh, yeah, App State's or Michigan's lucky they're not playing App State round one, or we might get a little something we've seen Controversy. before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then probably the best game of the night, 7 p.m., UCLA and Michigan State. I think this is going to be a pretty good game. I'm going to take Michigan State here. Uh, they kind of caught fire again, you know. Lots of teams in the tournament caught fire at the end. That's why they're in the tournament. Exactly. But uh, yeah, like maybe even winning. A couple of games in the tournament. Really? Yeah. It's like Final Four bound? Maybe. Like <laughs> Antonio, you never know. He's got some tricks up his sleeve. That's true. Cassius Stanley isn't there. Wait, no, not Cassius Stanley. Uh, Cassius Winston, I think his name is. The short dude? No, who's the dude that played in uh, Michigan State? For Stanley, him? I think. No, yeah. Stanley was the dude that played on a, uh, the dunk contest. Cassius yeah. Winston. Cassius Winston. Winston. Okay. There you go. Okay, there's too many. Jabu wins. All right, yeah, anyways, uh, let's talk about some uh, first-round sleepers. First-round sleepers. Oh, you kind of put me on spot here. My first-round sleeper, though, is the team playing Texas. Uh, it's Abilene Christian. I think they're a possible team to upset. I think that's probably the biggest upset that I have. Let me go check right now. I got uh, UCSB. UCSB being Creighton, but that's not really that big of an upset because even though it's a 5 versus 12, UCSB has been winning games non-stop recently and Creighton doesn't have their coach because he said some things that weren't right uh another upset that I have would be Winthrop over Villanova that's a possibility that's a common one, yeah. we could see how that goes and let's see if I have any more uh I do not all right Brett you got anything for us uh, my, I, I just put together a bracket about yeah. 30 minutes ago my first bracket oh, yeah. um see my biggest upset by the first round, so I guess that would be my biggest sleeper. I think it was the UCSP, mm-hmm. twelve beating five. Uh, let's see if I have, I I do have um, BYU losing to whether it's Michigan State or UCLA, mm-hmm. an eleven six. And let's see anything else. Uh, that looks like my two biggest upsets. I I didn't put too much thought into it. Typically, I just pick the the lower number. All right. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh... I got a couple you guys haven't talked about yet. Number 13, Ohio, is playing number four, Virginia. Virginia's getting on the bus pretty late. Um, And also, they could get pulled out of the tournament if they don't uh, pass their tests on Friday morning. So, they could be replaced by, like, St. Louis or Ole Miss or something. Or, you know, just be missing their star player. So, you never know. So, that's one to keep an eye on. Another one, 12 and 5, Georgetown and Colorado. Georgetown caught fire, obviously coached by Patrick Ewing. 
Uh, that's one to keep an eye on. That helps. Number 15, Iona, is coached <laughs> by Rick Pitino, former Louisville coach. Brought his fifth team to the tournament. Very nice. They're playing number two, Bama. Uh, and then the last one, the another big one, 15, Cleveland State. Oh has my been on gosh. Against number two, Houston. Houston uh, has been upset a couple times the past couple years, so another one to keep your eye on. One team that I am sad that isn't in the tournament this year is uh, Miss, uh, Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee, yeah, that's a fan Legend, favorite for us. Legendary team. Uh, we're not going to get into why we like them, but Middle Tennessee. <laughs> why do we like them? You can tell me later. Middle Tennessee know, State is a great team. Even their football team as well. Yeah, green team favorite. Yeah. Green team. Immaculate sports favorite. Yeah. Same thing. Sure. All right. And uh, how about your guys' final four and then championship? My final four. Let me get to my bracket once again as I keep closing my phone for some reason. It's all good. Let's let's get it. If it swipes. There we go. Elite eight. Final four. I have a relatively simple uh, final four. I got Iowa and Michigan. I think the Zags lose. Uh, who do I have them losing to? UCSB. That's a oh. big one. That's a big one. UCSB taking them down. I have Michigan being the team that they play in that. Obviously, uh, Michigan runs through their their conference, beats up on uh, teams like St. Bonaventure. Bonaventure. Yeah, Bonaventure. Uh, <laughs> Florida State, Texas, and then ends up losing to Iowa. And then out of the South Midwest games, I have Arkansas being up there. Uh, Baylor loses to Winthrop. Arkansas beats Florida. Arkansas. 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 Yeah. Uh, beats Winthrop, and they get to the championship game as they beat Illinois. Uh, another one seed will go down in the Final Four. And I have Iowa being Arkansas. I don't know what the final score will be, though. It's all good. All right. For me... I, on the uh, the left side of the bracket, don't know what that is, but I got Gonzaga, Michigan. That would be the West. That would be yep. sure the West. Gonzaga, Michigan. Uh, I have USC making it to the Elite Eight. Gonzaga beats them. Don't know why I have USC, but I do. Michigan <laughs> beats Michigan beats Texas in the Elite Eight. And the other side, and then on uh, the East, I guess whatever the other side is, uh, Arkansas, Mike Kyle. Not sure why I have Arkansas, but they beat Baylor in the Elite Eight. Um, see, was there any other upsets I had in that bracket? Don't think so. That was pretty straightforward there. And then I have Oklahoma State making it to the Final Four. They beat San Diego State. Shout out to my homie Grant. That's the only reason why they're there. They beat San Diego State in the Elite Eight. San Diego State <laughs> beats Clemson before because Clemson's going to beat Houston. Wow. Uh, OK State beats Illinois, and I got Gonzaga beating Michigan, Arkansas beating OK State. Gonzaga won 77-69 over Arkansas in the finals. Damn. All right. Nice. And uh, so, guys, I've made about seven or eight brackets. Same. So I went with one of the craziest ones that I think is possible. Okay. I still think it's possible, even though you might think I'm Mount St. Mary's does not make it to the final four, though. They so. are not. My final four is going to be Gonzaga. Okay. Number one seed. Yep. Crazy. Number four, Florida State. Hmm. Number eight, North Carolina. And number nine, Georgia Tech. Hey, oh yo. God. You have an eight versus nine yes. in the final four? I do. My eight versus nine. North Carolina, they started off a little slow, and they got a bad number. That's 
That's all I got to say about that. They're a great team. And Georgia Tech. Don't you just hate the Georgia eight? Tech swept the ACC. I thought the best defense in the nation. I thought I was crazy for having a three versus four. You were not crazy. Is, not uh, crazy. An eight versus nine. Has that ever happened? What's the lowest? I know, I know UConn. Loyalish. Chicago, weren't they? It's Final Four team, and they were like a Didn't UConn face like a six seed, though, when they won? UConn won, and they were... No, UConn was the eight seed. I know, but didn't they face another low seed in the Final Four? Mm, see. I don't know. I was Man, like 12. Uh, I got Gonzaga beating Florida State, and North Carolina beating Georgia Tech. The Zags are going to take this one. Again, I don't, I don't know the score. It'll be low scoring, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. My team's going to be Gonzaga this year, guys. I think they're going to run the table. Well, they kind of have to run the table if they want to win. So, there's that. All right. Well, Brett's uh, looking up some information. How about we talk about our best first-round game to watch? My best first-round game is a team that Skyler talked about. It's North Carolina going up against Wisconsin. Two big schools, two big basketball schools. Both not high seeds. They're 8-9. and nine. Uh, Winner will probably play Baylor, as I assume that they won't lose to Hartford, the 16 seed. But, uh... Yeah, North Carolina, Wisconsin. I feel like it should yeah. be a good game. Should be. No uh, Lucas May though. UConn, UConn beat a five seed Kentucky that year, so it wasn't a super high seed. But I mean, Kentucky's normally good, except for this year. Obviously, they sucked. Uh, what are we talking about? What What are my best, best first round matchup? First round. Best first round matchup. Uh, okay. Don't really know much about these two teams at all. But looking at the the numbers, San Diego State versus Syracuse looks like a pretty good matchup. Mm-hmm. I know Syracuse is typically or used to be a basketball powerhouse. Mm-hmm. San Diego State's been good this year. It's going to be, a, yeah, I, I think it will be a good game. Yeah. That one probably there we go. Yep. But I got two other ones, two eight against nine games. First one's going to be LSU against St. Bonaventure. LSU with one of the top offenses in the nation going up against St. Bonaventure, a big uh, – Sleeper, mid, what do they call the uh, the mid conferences? I don't know. Mid major, yeah. Mid major, yeah. Major schools we've seen, and then the other game is going to be Loyola Chicago against Georgia Tech. Again, I feel like a lot of people are going to be rooting for Loyola this year, but Georgia Tech's been on fire. I'm going with Georgia Tech in that one. All right, that's that's going to wrap up the uh, March Madness talk today. Well, we might be talking about some March Madness more in the bets. This we had the layups, we got the bold predictions, and then we're going to get out of here. Relatively quick episode. We're just yeah. going through it. Uh, so layups last week, I had Utah Valley beating Chicago State in the Good women's ball. basketball tournament. I think that was the whack. Uh, it was kind of a whack pick. Uh, Brett had the Lightning beating Detroit, uh, the Red Wings. It was, it was a minus, minus one at his most hockey games, but yeah. There we go. So that, that covered. Skyler had Western Virginia yes. versus Oklahoma State. Uh, he had West Virginia covering. That did not happen. He lost. And oh, Al- right. Alex's uh, layup was the one seeds. Michigan, Zaga, Baylor, Illinois, all being the one seeds. And he got them all correct. Yeah. Props to him. Oh, yeah. We miss him. We love him. We love you, Alex. Yeah, we love him more than anything. But uh, we're going to go to our libs this week where... I do not know what I have quite yet. Uh, would you like me to go? Well, also, well, what would you consider like a layup here? Would it just be spread, or can I say Gonzaga beating App State is a layup? That I think be, I think that's a given. I think that, that would, would be spread. a pretty weak layup. Yeah, I think uh, Gonzaga covers spread. Pretty strong. 
Uh, I'll, I'll go. Well, Kyle figures it out. I have the yeah. uh, Carolina Hurricanes covering spread minus one as all hockey games versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus has been pretty disappointing this year, and I don't know enough about college basketball to, you know, make a bet on it. I wouldn't bet on it in real life. Hockey, I feel a little more comfortable. So Carolina covers versus Columbus. All right, you find one yet? Uh, yeah. All right, go ahead. I don't know who they're playing, but Stanford's a one seed in the women's basketball oh, tournament. Geez. I have them covering. Against whoever they play? Yeah, they're they're one seed. What if it's 50 seed. points? And they win by... I'll I, fucking take it. I've this. seen some women's basketball highlights on like sports, and there's like 70-point blowouts in that. Was, they could, they could, don't they could cover Stanford. 50. Don't All wrestle right. Stanford. All right, well, mine is going to be in the tournament. The men's tournament. Wow. <laughs> I got Cleveland State a 15 seed covering 19 and a half against Houston. I feel like, you know, I haven't watched a lot of them, but I watched them in their tournament, whatever conference it was, Missouri Valley. Don't, it don't matter. The, they're going to play a competitive game against Houston, I think, and cover this one. Not win. Maybe win. But they're going to cover. Yeah. So let's go to our bold predictions, and then let's get out of here. My bold prediction last week... I don't remember what it was, honestly. So. Let's just say you got it wrong. Okay, I got it wrong. <laughs> uh, Brett had the Kings over the Avalanche in hockey. That did not happen. Uh, Skyler had the Knicks over the Bucks on Thursday last week. That did not happen. Nope. And Alex had Philly be in Chicago without Ben and Jewel. But uh, that did actually happen. They won by 20-plus. Yeah. Maybe Alex needs to... You know, he'll get his picks right if he doesn't come the next week. Oh, Alex has figured it out. If you guys remember, you listened to our first, like, 10 episodes. Oh, I think he went, like, 0 for 20 on layups <laughs> and, you know, up that pick. He's, he's, he's been getting slowly better. So Yeah. Once or, we're in the, you know, less outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. Since we're in the March Madness move, I'm sticking with the tournament. Right. At Stanford winning by triple digits. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I... I got Abilene Christian taking down oh. Texas. Texas was a score I actually kind of like in this tournament, though. But uh, but you're all in on Abilene Christian? They had to go up right. against the powerhouse school Abilene <laughs> Christian. All right. I typically stay away from betting on my personal favorite teams, my hometown teams. But I am going to take the Sharks this week to win one of two games versus St. Louis. Hockey this year, there's two game sets, kind of like a small baseball series, just with COVID. Yes. Sharks, I believe, are two and four this year facing St. Louis. Devin Dubnik's been playing a little better in Hockey, net, yeah. as is Martin Jones. Sharks have won two of their last three, almost beat Vegas last night. I think they steal one of two versus St. Louis. All right. I'm going to go with uh, a game I just talked about, uh, not, not just talked about, a little earlier. Georgia Tech over Loyola Chicago, the nine and eight seed. It's a bold prediction. Eight, 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 nine, eight, 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 Stack Therefore, it, making it not a bold prediction, Skyler's pick is invalid. Invalid. Okay. I think he should go with the triple digits one. Triple digits? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry, that was me. Skyler, what prediction is the tournament gets canceled? Oh, COVID. God. No one's bracket. Actually, you know, 
Someone's going to get a perfect bracket this year. Okay, that's not happening. It's happening. It's we actually, I figured out what the number is. It's 64 to the 63rd power. Oh, yeah. There I don't want to type that Do in because right break my phone. Yeah. Break your head. Skyler <laughs> hasn't done math in years. Skyler, what's going to be the biggest blowout of round one? The biggest blowout is probably going to be one of the one seeds. Gonzaga, Illinois. Okay. Teams that, that play great defense. They're going to, you know, hold someone to like 38 points. Yeah. Yeah. Not before that. But it's been a fun episode. It's got to take us out. Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. I want to. I want Brett to... Uh, uh, I'm crunching numbers crunch, over crunch here. Numbers oh, again. oh, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> so what do we say right now? Okay, it, it doesn't even give me the answer. It, it, it says it's 6.156563 times 10 to the 113. That's simplified. Scientific notion. It's a very big right. number. Uh, yeah. 64 to the 63rd. A lot of options. Power. It's gonna give you the same thing. It, um, it, it's it's gonna be a number with a lot of zeros, and we're not gonna know how to pronounce the true number. This is true. So yeah, we're gonna stop right here. Yeah. Quick episode, but we had a lot of fun, guys. Yeah. We'll be back next week with uh, some more free agency, some more March Madness, a little baseball. Hopefully, Ooh. some baseball. Is next week baseball episode. Oh shoot, we might have to do it baseball. Is, for you I don't think it week. is. I don't, I Wait, think yeah. we got two more weeks till baseball yeah. breakdown preview season. Oh, yeah. Break down every division for you guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, but don't get them too riled up now. We still got two weeks. That is true. Don't get too riled up. Unless it's two weeks from now and they're actually listening to it now. Yeah. Therefore, you know go check out the episode now. Do you know what's important right now, though? What's important? Pay Trent Williams. That is what is important right now. Don't right. pay Trent Brown. I'll tell you that. Go Jets.